This is Unaffected. Welcome to Unaffected, a podcast that offers a curated look at some obscure, forgotten, and neglected singers of the mid-20th century. I'm your host, Ethan Stoller, and this is part two of my chat with Franklin Bruno. Uh, For all the background, just click right below part one. You can find out what this is all about. Let's get to it. We start with a PSA for an organization that sounds very worthwhile, so I left it in. Uh, Enjoy. Okay. Um, That's a whole other story, but anyway... Uh, not to, not to indulge ourselves, uh, too much. Let me, uh, I, I need to give you some information, um, about, uh, a community group called Rev in Color, uh, one word, uh, in Rev in Color, young black, gay, and bisexual men work to link black Angelinos to HIV prevention services, treatment, education, and other support services. Peers work together to fight stigma, increase knowledge and life skills, maximize retention of HIV science engage in peer support and guidance, and build community through training, team activities, and social events. Are you interested in being a leader in Rev in Color? Join them every Thursday at 6 p.m. in their office at 1833 West 8th Street, Suite 200 in Los Angeles. For more information, contact Percival P. uh, No no dots, Percival P. at blackaids.org or visit blackaids.org and find Rev in Color under Los Angeles programs. Um, two, two things before we get into, into the music. I mean, one thing, that, that last record, the, the, the uh, Dick and Kids Harp record, and by the way, we heard the song Lazy Afternoon, great song from the musical The Golden Apple by John Latouche and Jerome Moross. Um, and the, the label is just named after their club. Right. Right. It was. Yeah. That's their that's, only records. Were... That's essentially a private press. Absolutely. Like, uh, you know, maybe they sold it in the sold it in the club and a few stores locally. And yeah, didn't, you know, they had it, much distribution. Yeah, they didn't. But it's actually I don't know. It's not that hard to find. Interesting. But I, this this is another genre. I mean, that it doesn't have the cachet with a certain kind like the Discogs crowd, probably with uh, as as say private press, you know, freak folk or psychedelia or something. But it is something I've noticed a number of the things you played, you know, are live from some club or they're they're essentially regional releases. Yeah. And you do go through, you know, um, uh, record bins and find, uh, you know, lots of lounge bands making some rec- making a record of their their set. And probably most of them are pretty bad, but I imagine you find a, a, a gem. You know, if I can find one out of 20, that's good. I'm, yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially, well, I don't really dig through seven inches. It's too, it's yeah, brutal. It's I've brutal on me, <laughs> like all, like four out of the five senses. I can't do it. Um, but if, if, I, if I am, you know, if I'm killing time in a city I'm unfamiliar with, I'll do it. And uh, yeah, I find just, you see a name like that you've never seen before. And I get really excited. And once in a while, it comes through as like a hit. <laughs> it's just, and, uh, and before the next set, we, what we haven't talked about is uh, like kind of the main theme of this, the, the point of the, the singers you're, you're choosing or you're most interested in is this, this the, your, your podcast title, Unaffected. So uh, give, me the, give me the brief definition of what, you're, what, what that term means to you and what you're looking for. In, in... Unaffectedness is the lack of inauthentic emotion. Hmm. That's, that's how I define it. And um, yeah, I mean... 
I, I, I admit, I prefer singers who don't belt. You know, I like the, the intimate songs. I like quiet songs. But you don't have to sing quietly to be unaffected. I watched um, Amazing Grace, the documentary, the, mm-hmm. uh, Aretha Franklin. And she's like the least affected singer I've ever seen in my life. But she's belting out these gospel songs. Like, but it's just, I, it's kind of an indefinable thing. But if I, if I detect a singer just, what's the, what's the word, mugging a bit for the sure. microphone, it just turns me off immediately. And I, I just, you know, I think I, I lose interest in the song. And if someone's like speaking to, you know, is letting the song be... Especially, you know, if I were a songwriter, like I said with Kids Harp, like you want that person interpreting your song, because mm-hmm. these songwriters work hard on these things, and, right? And I think it's the best way to experience them is without well, any affect. As a songwriter, I'm very sympathetic, so much so that like I'm a little suspicious of my own kind of. Oh, I want to hear the song, not the singer. Like, why am I? You know, uh, there there is this. Is it? Let's. It's not the not the. It's the singer, not the song. I, I feel like it's both, right? Why can't it be both? Why does there have to be this battle between whether composition or hmm. performative interpretation has to be the thing? I want to hear. I mean, sometimes I li- sometimes I like singers who mess with the song a lot. I mean, stylization, yeah, yeah. and sometimes I want sometimes sometimes not. And you're you're right that it is a little indefinable. Um, so we're we're looking for the the um, ineffably. <laughs> <laughs> unaffected so let's <laughs> let's let's get back to to that search with uh barbara long do you want to tell us anything quick about barbara, uh, barbara, barbara long? long super obscure record uh 1961 uh the title of the record is soul but it's a jazz vocal record it's through and through right where is lonesome tonight i'm alone and i must know So at this point in the interview, uh, Franklin had left my mic off for a a bit of a longer stretch. So I'll just recap. Uh, What you're about to hear is by Mirbis Duchesne, as sung by Char Lovett, uh, accompanied by Ray Herrera and his band. And I just explained that this was a record I'd bought the previous day at Permanent Records in Los Angeles in Highland Park, and that I had never heard the record before till the very moment we played it on the radio to kind of discover an obscure singer all together at once to see what it's like. <laughs> so here's by Mirbis Duchesne, sung by Char Lovett. You're the fairest in the land 
could say Bella, Bella, even say Wunderbar, each language only helps me tell you How grand you are, I've tried to explain By Mr. Shep, so kiss me and say you How do I describe this record? Is it called Her Ray Herrera? It's confusing. Uh, it's on a label uh, called Sims, and um, it looks like they had a regular gig at a um, at a Mexican restaurant <laughs> from the from the the vibe of the cover and the maracas and um, and the pinata. Uh, but um, we heard uh, the, the singer's name Char Lovett, not Cher. Char. I'm 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 thinking it's Char, not Char. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Uh, and that was a uh, mamboed up version of uh, by by Mir Bistu Shane, um, the 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 great um, Sammy Khan, uh, and I forget who the credited composer is, but it's basically a song from Yiddish music theater uh, that that Sammy that that in the forties. Sammy Khan at the Ninety Second Street Y said uh, about by Mir Bistu Shane that uh, his mother said. She finally understood what it was he did when she heard that song. Oh, I thought it was so sweet. Just that you know, she she probably wanted him to be a doctor sure. or whatever. Sure. And but that song kind of, and it's, I always remember that anecdote about that. That track. I, I I did hear uh, his uh, his uh, widow speak a few years ago, um, Sammy Cons. But mm. anyway, the point is really the 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 record. And do you know? Oh, again, Dallas. So Dallas is a hotbed of. Restaurants cover of, cover of album was taken at El Phoenix Restaurant on the Northwest Highway oh. in Dallas, Texas. Great but, enchiladas. You know the place? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. But I do wonder if Dick and Kiz Harp knew it. They were there, probably in the same. Quite, quite. There, there was a scene. There was a, there was a scene, and and high, high standards for popular, for popular vocalists. That's right. Thank you, uh, Permanent Records. It's yeah. weird though, because a lot of these, they kind of say geographically where all the band members are from and a lot of them are from columbus ohio hmm. and but some are from dallas it's a strange yeah <laughs> strange pair and uh before that we heard a very short piece you you wanted to play um what you have of a swedish singer named anita lindblom doing a title title alone rep reptilvisan now is that does that have something to do with reptiles it, it sounds like city like it's like uh, you know the the kingdom of <laughs> it has something to do with reptiles. Yeah, so tell so, tell us what you know. So she is she was a pretty popular Swedish singer in in Sweden. I don't think she ever kind of made her way beyond it. But I bought one of her records, kind of one of those. I, the cover looked cool. It's from that era, and I you know I sprung for it, and I just loved her voice. And so you know I researched more about her, and I found this. There's a short documentary about her on YouTube, and this song was in there, but I couldn't find any version of her having recorded it. But the, so the, the footage, you can look it up. She's like on stage singing and there's like a, I can't tell if it's an actual snake or someone with a puppet string uh, manipulating it, but there's like a, a snake, like she's dancing with the snake as she sings this uh, reptile savant song. And I, 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 it's just, I like, I love a slinky minor key mm -hmm. song, you know, no matter what it is. And I love, she got the kind of a rich, deep register to her voice and, uh, there are more records of hers I haven't heard that I, they're on my wish list. 
Well, that uh, the, the fact that you mentioned the key, the, the, the minor key. Um, so another feature of the podcast, uh, Unaffected, by the way, our guest Ethan Stoller, the host of the Unaffected podcast, and we're playing some records from his collection of the the, the style and period of um, of music that he uh, that he discusses and plays on it. Um, but another aspect of it is uh, you're sitting there next to a, a, a piano or something, and you occasionally make a, um, make a dare I say, musicolog- musical or musicological point and play a couple of chords. And it's also always very lucid, and I, 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 I really? hope that people uh, find it, um, you know, uh, you know, it's not Schenknerian analysis, you know, whatever. No, no, but, I'm true amateur. It's well, the but true it, sense it, of the well, word. that but that's the thing. There is this. There is this. I, I feel like I face this a lot too in my in 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 writing about music. There's this fear and sometimes a, a, even a prejudice in certain kind of critical traditions against um, really saying anything about this this side of music that is supposed to be technical and rule governed and especially harmony harmony scares people who don't play or don't know about it and i i really think it would be a boon if 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 people weren't um if it hadn't been kind of made uh probably by you know i don't know music expert types that are jerks right (laughs) into something that everyone hates to hear about that like you know oh uh you're you know you're wonderful if you know this and you're you're not a musician if you don't but it's still useful to um, to hear this, so uh, what? How do you bring that in, or or uh, you say you're an amateur, but I mean you 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 know something. You're, you're right. You're, I, you're I a, guess you're a composer and producer, and you know. I mean, yeah, I, I I you know I can't talk too uh, academically about music theory like some folks, but I try to make it brief enough so that if you already know the music theory, which is usually very simple, it's you know it's it's forty five seconds out of the, you know the podcast. You know it's you just listen right. to it. Uh, but it's. I think it's nice for someone who really doesn't know anything. Like, why does this sound good, or why does this sound weird, or you know, just to kind of demonstrate with a piano, you know, this is why it's weird, and you know, it does it does sound weird, and maybe you didn't consciously know it. Like, I yeah, you know, I think of you know my wife or my mom, like someone who loves music but doesn't know the terminology. I find they've I, the feedback I've gotten is people find it interesting. Mm-hmm. So, and it's you know. It gives me a chance to uh, show off my great uh, piano chops. I think it also may be more uh, effective, not to say affected, effective to uh, to hear the example right next to the song you're playing. Then it's it, right. I, I I have to confess, I think it's very hard to, for me to bring off in in prose uh, to get. I think people have to go back to the records and hear what the yeah. hear what the phenomenon being described is. You had a nice point in one of them about. I mean, you pointed out the blues form of of, of a certain certain record. Oh, was that okay? Because I, I I thought maybe I got facts wrong. I want, no, no, I wanted to look at it. I wanted to listen to it again because I think one of the tunes is actually like a blues with a bridge, which, like I was saying about the Hank oh. Jones song earlier, I'm very interested in that form, like twelve bar blues. You know, your country blues, your 1925 right. Blind Lemon Jefferson. Uh, not going to be a bridge there. You're going to hear that 12-bar <laughs> blues pattern a lot. But in the 40s, you start to hear it in R&B and jazz. There's a Lester Young uh, cut. 
and then it starts getting Route 66 has a blues with a bridge mm. quality. Okay. Um, but also uh, there are there are sort of country boogie songs that are that are like that. It's kind of a boogie woogie era development or GI Jive, the Johnny Mercer oh, song. Sure, sure. If you know that, that's that is actually the structure is a twelve bar blues. But it's something you might expect to have seen show up earlier because the blues form is around and the AABA form is around. But uh, it, I don't know of an example from the 30s, for example. Interesting. Uh, so. Oh, yeah. I wish I'd, uh, I should have consulted. That was the Sugar Pie DeSanto yeah, episode. Yeah. Uh, and, and, but, but whatever the form <laughs> yeah. was, those songs were great. I, she, and she's one of the best known singers you've probably done. Yeah. Right? She and um, Chavela Vargas yeah. were probably the most famous. If you judge by, if your metric is like Spotify plays. Right. Like Chavela is like half a million. Uh, but some of them are like five. Lodi right. Carr is like three, like three, wow. three, <laughs> three, uh, oh. three monthly listeners. I don't know how they discern. A Gosh, monthly... that, that sounds like my YouTube videos. Um, <laughs> Stop. Okay. Uh, and before that, we heard uh, a Japanese singer named uh, Chiemi Eri. I, I think so. Um, uh, and the track was called uh, Otimo Yan. And when I put that into the, the, the Spintron system here, it did come up that there was a CD reissue. Did, is that where you got it? You know the. I got the, it off. The... Um, YouTube. Huh. So this is one, again, for maybe a future episode. I haven't really researched it. I know she sang songs in English with an impeccable American accent. Mm. Like she does Papa Loves Mambo. <laughs> and it's really good. <laughs> and just she has that kind of unaffectedness. And you can, I think, knowing the language of singer singing, it helps you discern kind of, you know, if you can sniff out the fake emotion better. But I think you can in any language, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so with her, she kind of blew me away. A lot of times I, I try to buy a lot of records from Asia and I, I've tried, it's not an easy entry for me a lot of times because there's something about the, there's a super nasal tone to a lot of the singers that I can't get past, but I'm, I'm, I'm plugging away. I'm trying mm-hmm. to find the ones that I like. You'd probably like it. It might not be right in your sweet spot, but there there is a single of uh, there is a CD of very um, there's probably many, but I, I've heard a 
a compilation called Nippon Girls, a very, oh, yeah, yeah. a very kind of day glow pop psych sure. uh, horn. You know, it's like uh, whatever the Brill Building of Japan at that time, <laughs> mid '60s. Very bright and very, you know, um, it's uh, and that that's pretty enjoyable. Yeah, I did. I bought it and uh, I bought it a few years ago. And it didn't really resonate with me enough to, you know, I think I still have I think it I like the arrangements more than the singers specifically, yeah, frankly. But, I can see that. Um, and, uh, and I believe we have, I don't know if someone alive is, no, actually, well, someone alive is going to be on the air uh, at noon, but it will be, a, it will have been in a pre-recorded form. So we hope they I, I, I believe they have survived their taping of the show, but you will be hearing a pre-recorded show uh, from, sorry, did I say two? Noon noon to two. And um, uh, I think we have time to play, maybe not talk about a couple more songs. Sure. Uh, and and um, I will be back uh, next week. And again, uh, Ethan Stoller has been our, our guest this hour. And uh, again, I recommend the his uh, Unaffected podcast, available again at unaffected.com. Unaffectedpod.com. Unaffectedpod.com and wherever fine podcasts are sold or whatever the <laughs> business model actually is supposed to be. Thank you so much for having me. It's been Not really at all. Fun. And uh, just, this is uh, Claudia Thompson. I kissed your eyes And teardrops came to mine and then with lips on fire we tasted wine we knew that we would be as one I knew that I was yours And you were mine And you were mine This has been an Ambivert Media Production.